Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away today. Governor Gavin Newsom unveiled his revised budget plan today, which includes a record-breaking surplus of nearly $100 billion. It puts Governor Newsom in a position where he will have tens of billions to spend on initiatives going into his re-election campaign. But the plan is still pending legislative approval, and negotiations are expected to extend into the summer, as they usually do. For more on this, we're joined live on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Chris Haney. He's with the he's the executive director rather of the California Budget and Policy Center. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, the May revise includes this huge budget surplus. Uh, what does that mean for California? It means there's a once in a lifetime opportunity for the governor and state leaders to make investments in the people of California in terms of addressing the ongoing challenges of the economic and public health effects of the pandemic and rising prices uh, that are driving up rising costs of living. Uh, So it means there's a lot of opportunity for investments. Many of those will probably have to be one time because we don't know that all of these revenues will be there every year. Uh, but that's what's on the table, and that's what the governor started to uh, try to advance um, earlier today. We think there's some problems and there's some challenges with the governor's proposals, but that's what they'll debate with the legislature in the weeks ahead. I'm going to ask you about those challenges and problems in just a second, but I wanted to ask you first uh, structurally about California's budget, and and particularly this surplus. It points to the outsized role that taxes paid on capital gains have had on the state's finances, because those dollars now make up a higher percentage of personal income taxes collected than at any point since 1999. Are you concerned about that? I'm not concerned. Other, uh, I, I think that what those revenues reflect is the, the vast inequality in terms of wealth and income in the state. So we have some of the various wealthiest people in, in the country or in the world in our state. We have some of the largest, uh, most wealthy corporations in the state. And our state's tax system is structured to ask those who have that kind of wealth to pay more. And so those capital gains revenues, the state's revenue growth overall reflects a progressive tax tax structure that voters in the state have supported time and time again over the years. Uh, But I think it goes to the point I was making before, which is we also have to be careful about the fact that we then can't allocate all of those revenues to ongoing expenditures because we know that at some point later down the road, economic conditions might mean that those tax revenues don't come in quite that large. And so that's the balancing act that state leaders have to make right now. It's still a really good opportunity to have. It means they can make a lot of one-time investments, be careful with some ongoing 
investments, which are also included in some of the governor's proposals, uh, in order to try to help Californians and improve economic security overall at what is a, a pretty tough time still for many folks in the state. So both parties seem to agree on wanting to give some of that money back to residents of California, and the argument is over how one should do that. Uh, what are your thoughts about what's going through uh, Sacramento uh, on that issue? Yeah, this is where I think is one of the key problems or challenges with what the governor is proposing. His proposal that he made in March and that he's sticking to now in May is to provide rebates to people based on whether you own a car or not and having a DMV record. And if you get if you have one car, you get $400. If you have two cars, you get $800. And it, that means that the rebates he's proposing and the $11.5 billion um, in the spending or cost of that uh, could be going to a lot of people who don't need it, wealthier, high-income people uh, who, who aren't going to need that $400 or that $800. We think that $11-plus billion could be spent in a much more targeted fashion to make sure that the dollars go to the low- and middle-income Californians who are most struggling with the costs at the pump, rising prices overall due to inflation and the ongoing pandemic. So you would be in favor of a means-based, some sort of rebate? Right. And the state legislative leadership uh, uh, in both houses have actually proposed an alternative proposal, which uses the state's tax system where we actually know your income level and delivers an automatic rebate to people based on your income level. If the governor and the administration overall want that to go further up into middle income levels than prior relief efforts uh, over the last year have done, uh, then that's something they should debate and figure out how to do and just set the income level. But it's completely feasible to do. And in fact, the state two times in the last year has provided cash assistance in the form of $500 or $600 for some families, $1,100 or $1,200 based on your household structure via something that was called the Golden State Stimulus Package. And we'd like to see the governor basically use the same mechanism we've already used. It's already reached 99% of the people who were supposed to receive it. Uh, and so there's already a successful track record. So, Chris, uh, there's always, when there's a surplus like this, they put money away in the rainy day fund. But when you really need your rainy day fund in California, you really need a huge amount of money. You satisfied with what uh, is being socked away? Uh, I am satisfied in the sense that we actually have a constitutional set of requirements about what goes into reserves. So in 2014, voters passed Proposition 2 that requires the state to put aside money into reserves when capital gains revenues grow significantly and when the state's revenue growth overall is large. So that the, the that's actually required by formula. And there are several other reserve funds that are also um, either required by formula or optional for state leaders. In total, what the governor is proposing would build the state's reserves to $37 billion, which is much larger as a percentage of the overall budget than we've ever had before um, and uh, means we're better prepared for a potential rainy day or a potential economic downturn. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our guest has been Chris Haney, Executive Director of the California Budget and Policy Center. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.